Spring is a great time of year to do some cleaning around the house and clean up your finances. And something else that you can do for your family this spring is shopping for life insurance with Policy Genius as part of your financial planning for the year. Getting life insurance today means you'll have peace of mind so that if something were to happen to you, your family can cover expenses, things like mortgage payments, credit card payments, car loans, or even college costs. I have a wife and two kids, with a third on the way, by the way, and business partners that all depend on my income. So I needed life insurance and Policy Genius made that so incredibly easy. And with Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. So save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you can save. That's policygenius.com. One of my favorite ways to invest is real estate, but not everyone wants to handle tenants and toilets. Enter Fundrise. They make it easy to invest in real estate with their flagship fund. Now, as always, you always have to carefully consider the investment objectives and risks of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. But right now, demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. And the Fundrise flagship fund plans on going on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes with just as little as $10 by visiting fundrise.com slash PFP. As always, carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at fundrise.com slash PFP. That's fundrise.com slash PFP. This is a paid advertisement. On this episode of the Personal Finance Podcast, we're going to be talking about the insane lifetime cost of car ownership. And let me tell you, these numbers blew us away. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Personal Finance Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew, founder of MasterMoney.co, and today on the Personal Finance Podcast, we are going to be talking about the insane lifetime costs of car ownership. If you guys have any questions, make sure you hit us up on Instagram or TikTok at MasterMoneyCo, and follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever podcast player you love listening to this podcast soon. If you want to help out the show, leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I cannot tell you guys how thankful I am for you guys leaving those five-star ratings and reviews. And then if you are interested in checking us out on YouTube as well, we are at YouTube at Master Money, and we have the Personal Finance Podcast YouTube channel as well. So if you want to see some visuals and some things that we are doing over on that podcast channel, we're going to be able to show you these, and we're going to talk about some of those today as well. And also make sure you jump in on the Master Money newsletter. That'll give you all the updates that we have for all the stuff we're releasing that is coming up very, very soon here. So we are so incredibly excited for this episode because the reason why we want to do this episode is we're going to have a grand old time looking at the opportunity cost 
of cars. And what you're going to find out here today in this episode, if you never thought about this before, is that the opportunity cost of the amount of money that you spend on cars every single year is absolutely massive. And really, these numbers absolutely blew me away. I had to triple check some of these numbers to make sure they were correct because they absolutely blew me away. Now, we're going to look at a couple of different aspects here. The first thing we're going to be looking at is we're going to look at the cost of owning a car, meaning the cost to maintain a car, the cost to actually own a car after you've already purchased it. The second thing we're going to look at is the opportunity cost of actually just purchasing cars. So there's two sides to this coin that we're going to be looking through. And really, both of these are so incredibly expensive. And when you combine them together, it is in Sane. And if you're in a household where maybe you have two cars, it is even worse. So looking at some of these opportunity costs are something that you definitely want to do. And I'm doing this because I want to show you how bad of a money suck cars actually are. They are literally taking your wealth away from you every single month. But it is not to tell you to not drive a car anymore. Absolutely not. I have two cars. We drive cars everywhere we can. I'm not telling you to bike around town or do anything like that. I just want to make you super conscious of what is going on with your money when it comes to driving depreciating assets that also take a large amount of your income to be able to maintain. That's actually what's happening here when it comes to cars. Now, the opportunity cost is there for everything. Every dollar you spend, there's an opportunity to spend those dollars somewhere else. But we are really big on opportunity cost here because you need to understand how valuable your dollars are when you spend those dollars. So that is another big piece to this and why we talk about opportunity cost so much. Now, my favorite way to buy cars is to buy cars either a couple of years used and drive them for a very long period of time or... If you can, and you're in a situation, the best way to do it is to go and buy something like an asset that will actually pay for your liability like a car. So those are two of some of my favorite ways to buy cars. We have episodes talking about exactly how to buy cars, so we'll link them up in the show notes below so that you can check those out. And if you're thinking, okay, well, maybe all these costs aren't worth it, I'm going to lease a car. If you want to hear what we think about leasing a car, check it out in the uh, show notes below as well for that episode. The title alone is going to give away how we actually think about leasing cars. I don't like leasing cars almost at all, unless you are really, really wealthy, or you have a business and it makes more sense to make that a business expense. So to be honest, I was just extremely shocked at what these numbers were. And I think you will be too. And this is the reason why I'm planning on now just driving my truck until it dies. But the way we ran these numbers were pretty conservative. So we ran these numbers at an 8% rate of return if you invested those dollars instead. And we're going to ignore things like inflation because that would actually make these numbers even worse than they already are. So if we added inflation into the cost here, it'd be rising by three, 6% every single year. But for ease of the math, we ignore inflation for this time period. And then you can add in inflation if you want to at an average rate of inflation over the course of those years. But that would make the number go up even higher and make this situation even worse for most people. But this is a really interesting episode. It's a really interesting thought process to go through, especially when it comes to your dollars, because this is really the best way to think through how to build wealth with your money and how to build wealth, especially when it comes to depreciation assets. So if that's something you're into, let's get into it. So the first exercise that we're going to be going through is the opportunity cost of owning a car. So this has nothing to do with buying a car. This only has to do with owning a car. Buying a car, we're going to talk about a little bit later here. So this is something truly that is out of your control. You have to own a car to drive from point A to point B, unless you're going to be like Mr. Money Mustache and bike around town. Most people own cars and most people want to own cars and having the life that they want includes having a car because it's a great convenience to have. It gets you places faster. It allows you to save time. So there's a number of things that you could factor in on reasons why to buy a car. 
So most people want to own a car. So the costs of owning a car are things that are fixed for most people, no matter what type of car that you own. Now, some of the things that we'll talk about here maybe cost a little bit more, the more luxurious your car is. But for most people across the board, the average is very similar depending on what type of car you own. So AAA did a study. And AAA found that for the year 2022, the time I'm recording this podcast episode, for this year, the cost to own a car is $10,728 across all of the U.S. Now, they have a great calculator. You can actually utilize that calculator to go in and say, hey, where do I live? And here's my car make and model. What are the costs for my exact make and model? And maybe it will adjust a little bit. But we're using the average across the U.S. And what that means is that's $894 a month. This is not even buying the car. This is just owning the car and the cost to own a car. And you'll see what we're talking about here in a second. Depreciation has a big factor in that number, but there's a lot of other numbers as well. Now, this has increased from 2021 because gas prices increased. So in 2021, it was $9,666 or $805 a month. So for this calculation, we use the $10,000 number only because we're not factoring in inflation. So if you combine those two together, that is more than likely what the number would be over that time frame, And it might even be higher as you progress over the 50 years. But we're going to leave it as the number, as the true real number is. That's the only data we can rely on. We can't predict what's going to happen in the future. So we are using the data that they have here. Now, this includes a number of things, one of which is fuel and gas. Now, I don't know about you, but fuel and gas has gone up a lot in the past year. Does the difference make a massive difference with your money over the long term? Maybe. But for most people, I would not worry about fuel and gas prices only because you can't control it. It's not something that you can actually control. You're just going to have to deal with it. So it's one of those things that you really, truly cannot just try to worry and stress about because worrying and stressing about something like fuel is not going to change the situation. So just making sure that you think through that fuel goes up, fuel goes down. There are times where it is really, really high and there are times where it is much lower. So just kind of thinking through that is one big thing. Another big one is insurance. Now insurance is a big line item for a lot of people and there's a bunch of different ways to pay for insurance. We'll do an episode in the future on the optimal way to get car insurance. But when you think through car insurance and you think through how much it actually costs, it is a big ticket line item when it comes to maintaining your car. Another one is maintenance. So maintenance has been one where the older your car gets, you're probably going to have more maintenance. And this is where a lot of the least loving people try to come into play and say, hey, I don't have to maintain my car. It's under the lease, but your payment never ends. So that's the big thing that you got to consider when you come into play. On the maintenance side, for example, I've had a ton of maintenance items this year on my wife's car. For example, we had to do a bunch of things to her air conditioner, cost $2,500. We had to put all new tires on her car. It cost $1,200. So maintenance can be very, very expensive depending on what season your car is and how old your car is and what model, what make it is, all those different things. Repairs. Repairs are another big one. I've had major repairs to vehicles in the past where I paid well over $3,000 to repair a vehicle, but I run the numbers and make sure the math makes sense instead of me getting a new car. And typically, a lot of times those repairs do, especially if they're going to help you not get another car payment if your car is already paid off. So that's another thing to consider when you go through that. And then there's your like your license and registration. Those costs are factored in as well, making sure that you understand that your license and registration is a major factor to be on the road whatsoever. So it's not something that's huge. It's not something that's massive. I think every single year I pay like 100 bucks in the state that I'm in. Um, but your license and registration is a cost you have to factor in. And the big one is depreciation. Cars depreciate really, really quickly. And over time, the newer your car is, the faster it's going to depreciate and that depreciation kind of slows down the older it gets. So 
depreciation is a major factor. You're losing money every single day because of depreciation on your vehicles, because it is a depreciating asset. It's not an asset that goes up in value. Now, some cars do go up in value. And as of late, cars have gone in value. We're in a really weird time right now where that has happened. So before people start sending me messages about that, I understand that. But for the majority of history, this has not happened. And this has never happened the way it's been happening as of late. So Cars are a depreciating asset. Too many people are now saying cars are an asset that are going to go up in value over time. They are not. Cars are historically have been a depreciating asset. So just making sure that you understand that is another big thing. So this study assumes that people own these cars for a five-year period when they spend that $10,728 every single year. So let's dive into the math and see what happens here. So I used 2022 data to do this with an 8% rate of return. So here's how I did it. So over 50 years, what would happen if you contributed $894 per month at an 8% rate of return? So that 8% is gonna compound annually every single year. What would happen if you invested that money and said, and the results are astounding. So after five years, your balance would be $65,000 if you invested $894 every single month. After 10 years, it would be $161,000 if you invested that money every single month. After 15 years, it would be $301,000 if you invested that money every single month. After 20 years, it'd be $508,000 if you invested that money every single month. 25 years, $812,000 if you invested it every single month. 30 years, 1.2 million. 35 years, 1.9 million. 45 years, 4.2 million, and this is the big one, after 50 years, $6.377 million. That is the opportunity cost that you are losing out just by owning a car. Now, where do I get that 50-year number from? We get 50 years because we are considering someone driving from the age of 20 all the way up to the age of 70. Now, if you drive past 70, that's obviously very possible. I know a lot of people that do that, but we're just trying to be conservative with these numbers. So over the lifetime cost of a car for 50 years from the age of 20 to the age of 70, it's actually probably longer than that, you would end up spending, if you spent $10,000 a year on maintenance on your car, and the depreciation is a big factor in that, it is maintenance costs that you cannot see, it would be $6.377 million. This is just something to think about. It's something to factor in because what's happening here is that $6.377 million is a massive amount of money that you can live on, obviously, in retirement. But most of us cannot control this cost. Why? Because this cost is the cost of owning a car. It is what happens when you buy a car. It is what happens when you own a car. Some ways to mitigate this is not buy new cars so that you don't take as much of that depreciation hit. Another way to mitigate this is making sure that you shop around with your car insurance to lower those costs as well. But outside of those two things, most of these other things, maintenance, repairs, registration, depreciation, all these other things are way outside of your control. It's not really something that you can control. But just knowing that that's the opportunity cost available is a massive thing. Now, what we are going to do next is we are going to focus on the thing that you can control, which is the opportunity cost of buying a car. The key to winning in any business is making sure you have the right business partner. An example is Procter & Gamble or Ben & Jerry. But what about the perfect partners when it comes to growing your business? That's you and Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to, did we just hit a million dollars stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. 
And most people know one of your biggest struggles when it comes to starting an online business is finding new customers and Shopify can help you do that. And what I love about Shopify is no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. So sign up for $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash PFP, all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash PFP now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. That's shopify.com slash PFP. One of the hardest things about managing your money is figuring out where it's all going. And most of us are trying to save for several goals at once, which can feel like a daunting task to see if you're on track or even on pace to accomplishing your goals. But there is a tool that makes it so much easier and it's called Monarch Money. They help you track your money flow without taking a ton of time and energy. And Monarch has built-in features to collaborate with your partner, family, or financial advisor. And you can invite them with an extra account with their own login at no extra cost to collaborate with you. And Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can create custom budgets, set notifications, and you can set up automatic rules for transactions and notifications. And after trying Monarch for myself, I understand why it's a top-rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash PFP. That's M-O-N- A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash P-F-P for your extended 30-day free trial. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. And if you need to hire, you need Indeed because Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. And they have a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. So ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash personal finance. Just go to indeed.com slash personal finance right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash personal finance. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Now is a great time of year to get your finances in order. And no matter what your financial goals are this year, when you use Chime's online checking account, you can cross all those financial to-dos off your list. Chime's online checking account has tons of benefits that millions of members love, like fee-fee overdraft up to $200. Plus, get paid up to two days early with direct deposit, all while managing your money on the go 24-7. And you get access to over 60,000 ATMs. So start building your credit and open a Chime checking account with at least $200 qualifying direct deposit to get started. Get started at Chime.com PFP. That's Chime.com PFP. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank, NA, or Stride Bank, NA, members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Early access to direct deposit funds depends on payer. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. All right, so for this one, we are going to look at the opportunity cost of buying a car. And these numbers are absolutely crazy as well. Now, we are going to do a bunch of different assumptions here. So the first assumption we are going to have is we're going to use it based on that AAA study. If somebody buys a new car every five years, and I did a really conservative number when we did these cars, 
Uh, then we're going to do if someone buys a new car every 10 years. And then we're going to talk about what happens if someone buys a new car every 15 years instead. And we're going to use the same scenario. So what if they bought a new car every five years over the course of 50 years from the age of 20 to the age of 75? So for this one, we're going to do a different scenario where if they bought a car from age 25 to age 75. So we just shifted the ages five years. Maybe they still have their high school car or their college car. And at 25, they buy their first car when they're on their own. So that's one thing to kind of think through as well. Um, so we just adjusted these numbers a little bit, but it's the same time frame, 50 years. So here is what we're gonna do here on this one. The first one is going to be every five years. So what you're gonna notice is that the impact of the first purchase is absolutely massive. Why? Because that money has the longest time to compound. And you're going to see the major difference between compound interest as you start to look at these numbers. So this is every five years. The first one is car number one. So the amount that they're going to buy this car for is $25,000 for the first car. And then after that, we're going to allow them to trade in that car every single five years and then invest whatever the difference is between depreciation. So for the first scenario, every five years, the depreciation is going to be $10,000. So that means their car is going to be worth $15,000 and it's going to lose $10,000 in value over five years. If you look at depreciation numbers, that's pretty conservative. So they're gonna be buying a $25,000 car. It's going to lose $10,000 worth of value over the next five years. And then in five years, they're going to sell it and buy another car for the same exact price. So the first car is going to cost them $25,000. Well, if you invested $25,000 for 50 years from age 25 to age 75, that is $1.172 million. That is one expensive car. And that is going to be the most expensive car out of this list here, obviously, because it has the longest time to compound. But at the same time, it is absolutely amazing how much you spend. So car number two, so they buy car number two from age 30 to age 75. So that means it has 45 years for this $10,000 to compound. Because remember, they're going to trade it in for $15,000. So they have to buy another $25,000 car. So they spend $10,000. So if you invest $10,000 over the course of 45 years, you have $319,204. Car number three is invested for 40 years. From age 35 to 75, you have $217,245. Car number four, $10,000 invested for 35 years is $147,000. Car number five, $10,000 invested for 30 years from age 45 to age 75 is $100,000. Car number six, $10,000 invested for 25 years from age 50 to age 75 is $68,000. Car number seven, $10,000 invested for 20 years from age 55 to 75 is $46,609. Car number eight, $10,000 invested for 15 years from age 60 to 75 is 31,000. Car number nine is 21,000. And car number 10 is $14,693. So the sum of this whole thing from this long-winded lifespan of someone's life every time they bought a car every five years is $2.39 million dollars is the opportunity cost of what it costs if you bought a car every five years. Now you're going to see how this is going to decrease if you extend out the lifespan of your car, which is what I recommend most people do is that if you can extend out the lifespan of your car so that you can drive it for a longer period of time, because you're going to save a lot more money by doing that. And if you buy a car every 10 years, instead of every five years, you're going to see how much it's going to reduce. So you're missing $2.3 million in missed opportunity here. Now, one thing we didn't mention, though, is that most households, especially as you progress in life, maybe you get married, you have a spouse, most households have 
two cars. So if you have two cars, you're doubling up this money. Yes, that's what I'm saying. So you're going to have $4.6 million in opportunity cost if you have two cars. That is some absolute crazy stuff. So imagine buying two cars every five years. It is absolutely frightening. So it's one of those things that uh, making sure that you drive cars for a longer period of time is why we talk about that so much. And you'll see why here in a second. So let's look at somebody who would buy a new car every 10 years. And what we're going to assume on this one is that after 10 years, the $25,000 car is now going to be worth $10,000 after depreciation. And that's usually like a standard rate, a roundabout rate to kind of figure out what depreciation is going to be after 10 years. So we're going to say a $25,000 car now going to be worth $10,000. So this time, since they are buying one every 10 years over the course of 50 years, they're only buying five cars. So the first car is the same exact price. Car number one is always the most expensive. You're investing $25,000 to buy a $1.172 million car if you invested that at an 8% rate of return over the course of 50 years. Car number two, you invest $15,000 for 40 years from age 35 to 75 is $325,000. Car number three, 15,000 invested over for 30 years between age 45 to 75 is $150,000. Car number four, $15,000 invested over 20 years from age 55 to 75 is $69,914. And then car number five, $15,000 invested for 10 years from age 65 to 75 is $32,383. This is still a massive amount of money. In fact, if you do the grand total on this, it's $1,751,646.21. So we are going from, if you buy them every five years, two point, almost 2.4 million if you round up to 1.7 million. So the difference here is very large. It's over $700,000 between the two of these. And if you had two cars and you bought them every 10 years, it's 3.5 million. So this is a massive difference to hold them for a longer period of time. In fact, on the two-car front, I mean, you'd be able to draw down an extra $80,000 a year in retirement almost just by driving your car for 10 years instead of five years and investing the difference instead. So that is one big major factor that you can have here where people will get themselves in major trouble. I'm seeing all these TikToks and Instagram posts that come out now where people are saying, hey, here's my car payment. It's $1,200. It's $1,400 for one car. And they'll have two car household and their car payment is $3,000 between the two folks. Now, if that is you and then you can afford it, more power to you. Some people can't afford those car payments, but not very many people can afford car payments that high, especially on a depreciating asset if they're not hitting their investment goals. If your car payment is larger than how much you're investing every single month, you are going backwards. So you got to make sure that you are hitting the right levels. Now, do not feel bad about this. If you're in that situation, you can always get out of it by selling the vehicle or doing a number of other things. But thinking through this and understanding the math on this is so incredibly important. Now let's look at what would happen with 15 years of ownership. Now, if you're thinking 15 years of ownership is absolutely impossible, I do know a lot of people that do that. They really maintain their cars well and they keep their cars for 15 years. And these are very wealthy people who do this. Now for me, typically I hold mine for about 10 years. I'm gonna try this time around to see if I can hold it for 15 years because I think it's something that cars are being made where they can last longer and longer now. So it's one of those things that maybe you can make it last even longer so that you can reduce the cost over time as well. So 15 years of ownership. Let's look what would happen here. So let's say for 15 years of car ownership, the car depreciates instead of $10,000 over the course of 10 years, it goes down to $5,000. So it's worth $5,000 at the time that they're ready to sell after 15 years. So car number one is still gonna be 25 grand. So it's gonna be $1.172 million. Car number two, $20,000 invested for 35 years. 
is $295,706. Car number three, $20,000 invested for 20 years is $93,219. And then car number four, $20,000 invested for only five years because from age 70 to 75 is $29,386. So the total amount is $1.590 million. For two cars, it's $3.1 million. So this is... Not a massive difference from the last one, but it's still a couple hundred thousand dollars. So if you hold it for 10 years, it's about a couple hundred thousand dollars to the 15-year mark. So there is probably a sweet spot there. There's a sweet spot in owning new cars that you actually like to drive and owning them for 10 years. Is that $200,000 differential worth it for you in retirement? It depends on you. It depends on what you think is worth it for you. Or would you rather have more cars over your life, it would actually end up being only one more car if you drove it for 10 years instead of 15 years. So you'd be able to drive five cars over the course of 50 years instead of four cars if you drove it every 15 years. So the difference between the two is about 200 grand between those things. So is one extra car worth 200 grand to you is the question. Now, the way to kind of think through some of this and the way that I've learned as of late to kind of think through your car ownership costs and what kind of car should you buy? Because there's car people out there and if cars bring you value, there is nothing wrong with that. More power to you. Ball out on your cars as long as you're hitting your investment goals. Spending money on cars, if those bring you value and a lot of people out there, they love cars. So if that brings you value, if you love classic cars or if you love working on cars, you love different trucks or whatever else you love and it brings you value and you're also hitting your investment goals, there's nothing wrong with that. Building wealth is there to do that for you. But at the same time, if you don't love cars, if it's not the biggest thing for you, then asking yourself a tough question is one of the best things that you can do. The tough question is, if nobody in the world ever saw your car, if nobody in the world ever saw your car except for you, but you had to go out and buy your car and you had all the same costs to maintain it, you had the same acquisition costs, all those different things, would that impact the type of car that you drive? Nobody else in the world would see it. Nobody but you. Would it impact the type of car that you drive? And if it would, or if it wouldn't, does that align with the car you drive now? Because what a lot of people do is they try to impress people that they don't even like. And if you try to impress people that you don't even like, or you drive a car to impress other people to show them your status and your wealth, but at the same time, you're not hitting your wealth building goals, then there's gotta be a reframe within the way you're thinking about money. And so thinking through this, it's not worth it to impress people to sacrifice your freedom. And that is what I want you guys to get out of this. It is not worth it to impress other people just to sacrifice your freedom. Your freedom is so incredibly important and building wealth is so important so that you can have that freedom with your time and your energy. And as you start to build wealth and as your income starts to grow over time, you can buy whatever car you want if your income grows enough and you focus your time on doing that. But if you do it before you're ready, you are stunting your wealth building ability. And it's really not worth it to stunt your wealth building ability. So if nobody ever saw your car, would you still own the same car you own now? Listen, I hope you guys learned a ton on this episode and it was a great thought experiment for you. If you guys have any questions, make sure you hit me up on Instagram or TikTok at Master Money Co. And don't forget to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever podcast player you love listening to this podcast to. And if you want to help out the show, leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate each and every one of you. You guys mean the world to me and I want to bring as much value to you as possible. That's why this podcast exists so if there's an episode out there that you want us to cover, we would love to make sure we are giving back to the audience as well. So if there's an episode out there you want us to cover, make sure you shoot me a DM on Instagram or TikTok or wherever else 
and we'll look at it. And if it fits and aligns with our values, we will definitely make that episode. So make sure you hit us up as well. If there's something that you're interested in that you think we have not covered yet. We have a massive list of topics hundreds and hundreds and hundreds long that we are so excited to create more content for you on these topics. But if there's something that really is pressing for you, make sure you let me know because I'm gonna give back to you guys and bring you as much value as I possibly can. Thank you guys so much again for listening. We will see you on the next episode. Everyone's heard the saying, you have to spend money to make money, but everything in life from travel to starting a business is expensive, which is why I want to tell you about a new podcast I love that will teach you all the tactics, tricks, and tips you need to upgrade your life, money, and even travel all while spending less and saving more. It's called all the hacks and it's a top ranked show hosted by my good friend, Chris Hutchins a financial optimizer, an entrepreneur who's racked up millions of points, and he sold two companies. And if you want to rethink the way you're spending money, you have to check out the episode 91 with Bill Perkins and why you should be optimizing for net fulfillment and not net worth and striving to die with zero. All the Hacks has something for everyone, and I'm sure you'll find a new tactic that you can apply to your own life, whether it's a money hack that increases your net worth or a routine change that boosts your productivity. So check out All the Hacks. That's All the Hacks on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your wallet will thank you later.